Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. So the guy to my right, Tyler Mount, Grammy award-winning monster in branding, and we're going to get into this in a second, but he just texted me. He said, man, 
these people are hype this early and i'm like dude you have no idea what you're in for this is the breakfast with champions room you know since i've been coming into this room i have shared space with seth godin tiffany haddish ashton kutcher one day like all these random people that i have no business knowing tyler is also one of those people that kind of just came into my life and has made a massive impact so today we're going to solve a problem around getting brand clarity exposure and growth by one of the best people i know in the business but if you've never been in this room we do it every monday to friday from 5 to 11 then we kick it off with the social media show on saturdays we have the saturday morning sales call i actually bring in some of my top sales people to sit and listen to people like Brian Benstock, Barb, and so many other people, Marvin and Iffy, chopping it up. And then Sunday, we do the worship service at 1-11. Now, today we're problem solving, right? Tyler is an absolute superstar. He's a thought leader. He's got Tony Awards, Tony nominations. He literally won a Grammy. He's worked with IBM, people like the Biden and Harris presidential campaign, and currently working with my mentor, Ryan Serhant, and is a brand strategist to the highest degree and when i say that i mean he didn't start a social media company one day because he realized instagram was popping off like this dude is surgical he has shown me things on the back end that really gave me clarity from thinking man i know who justin is like i don't really need brand clarity i'm just gonna be myself to what do people actually want like how can i actually serve them with the content that they're coming to me for and it's literally changed everything like everything and i'm still a work in progress but tyler welcome to the room my man justin conakow bringing in the fire this morning how are you sir I'm wonderful how is new york city this morning are you guys getting snow well well let me tell you i'm actually not in new york city i am on uncle duty in small town texas um my best friend from high school um had her second child on friday so i fly down and i and i take my company on the road so i'm calling you from small town texas this morning <laughs> i like it well we are getting snow on the east coast so you're in a better spot than i am i agree <laughs> so let's dig into it first we are gonna have we're gonna have a fun segment i think at the last 15 minutes i have a a live case study for you to work on and i know you're a practitioner but i guess high high level let's just talk about brand clarity and, and what branding means to you first because i think this will help a lot of people who were in my position yeah, absolutely. So whenever we talk about brand, what I think is so interesting and unique is the fact we typically think about the traditional corporate comm structure, which in my opinion, in my practice is the exact opposite of what we should be doing. I represent accidentally, again, completely accidentally, some of the biggest, most influential thought leaders on earth and their organizations. You have certainly read my tweets um, just without knowing it. What I will say is, for example, one of my clients, John Ledger, former CEO of T-Mobile, um, and what's unique is John came into the existing corporate comm structure that was T-Mobile and shook things up. Why? Because we changed the way we look at branding. We change the way that we brand an organization. We start with the individual, and this is the key. No matter if you're a real estate agent, uh, a lawyer, uh, a shoe salesman, or you know, we sell Cutco knives, right? The reality is you push a product, you are selling a product, but you are the intermediary between yourself and the client and the product, right? We know in, in terms of real estate, right? People don't transact with 
real estate, they transact with people. So if we approach brands from the individual level, as you know, as I say, Tyler Mount LLC, and then how my brand and how myself as a human being then trickles down into my multiple organizations, that's how we need to approach branding. And that's what really changes the game and moves the needle in terms of your profitability. Yeah, it's a, such a fantastic breakdown. Because again, that's the clarity I've shared in this room before, right? Before I thought I was like, well, I'm, I'm just in Conoco. I'm the real estate agent, right? And I happen to own Prime, but I separated everything out. Like Prime became the brand like Virgin Airways or whatever. Virgin is like the holding company. Now we have Prime Real Estate. Now we have Prime Media Productions. We have the agency and Justin Conoco, and they're all separate businesses. But we've really gone through thinking out how do we find identity for each one of those and who are the people we're speaking to? And it's fascinating because what Surhant is doing and the platform that you guys have built and then what you've done outside of Surhant, you keep doing it over and over and over and you have such clarity around it. So when you're searching for that identity, where would you recommend people? Well, I think this is quite simple. A lot of the times, just in life as general, forget being a business leader or a thought leader, right? We often try to assimilate to what we think people want from us, right? I'm going I'm to get more metaphorical Oprah on you, Justin. But what, what I think is interesting is the fact that all too often we are always trying to assimilate to someone else's beliefs. We are always showing up to the table trying to be someone else in order to appease someone else. I have the exact opposite approach. Justin, you know this about me. It's like I am who I am, right? I am a Broadway-loving, brand strategist, gay male, and if you don't like it, that's fine. I understand, but like, I'm just not the person that you want to do business with, right? That is how I approach every single one of my clients. The first thing that we always have to figure out is what differentiates you in the market. Now, Ryan Surhant, my man, um, it, it has developed an entire system around this concept. He, um, you know, iconically calls this your and, the understanding that you are a business person and multiple other things. For people, it could be a family man, a sports enthusiast, a, a motivator. You know, there are many things that your and could be. I've always called it your differentiator. Ryan calls it your and. But it, the sheer foundation of what that means is the same. It is how are you different in the space and how can we bring that differentiation to the market? For you, Justin, right? You are a badass killer real estate mogul, um, media conglomerate, agency. But what is that thing that differentiates you? Well, I know, and I know your, your business intimately, right? The, the answer from the real estate side is media. How can we use media to the best of our abilities to change the game, right? Legacy agents who have been doing this for 50 years are old school and there's nothing wrong with that. And their end could be a legacy of champions, right? But for you, it's how can we take this unique and the idea of media and, and apply it to your business to differentiate you and to change the yeah, that changes literally everything. And we review it every year, actually, the, the Surhan course. And I'll, I'll let everybody know I am a Surhan ambassador. So I believe in the stuff that I'm using. There's a brand course that I'm going through right now, too. And like I keep reviewing it every year. And I used to be the guy that maybe just sold real estate in this little market. And then I wanted to take over the town. And then I wanted to do this. And then I want to do that. When you gave me the label of media, it really made me start thinking about the content that I was putting out and the consistency and being able to clean it up. Now, the co-host that I have to this room is Miss Amanda Dahl above me. Tyler, you will love her. Again, I, I told her last night, we were going through the brand strategy um, 
tool of the adjectives, right? So we just started messing around saying, you know, what are three adjectives that describe you? And one I used for her was surgical because she's in operations, she's an absolute beast, and she's somebody that I'm gonna have you do a live case study on before we end the segment to maybe find out what her and is, because I think that would be a ton of fun. But Amanda, are you there to introduce yourself and ask Tyler? I am, thanks, Justin. And it's so great to meet you, Tyler, and share space with you. Um, I love what you said about understanding what your uh, differentiator is in the market. I'm curious to know though, what are your thoughts on how much of that is like personal and how much of that is professional or business and where do you draw? That is a fantastic question, Amanda. Thanks for sharing. Look, the reality is everyone tries to approach, you know, their social, what I often find from a professional standpoint, right? But we have to remember at our core, at, at who we are, we are a human being, right? So for example, Justin is a real estate agent, but he's not just a real estate agent. You know, he's a son, he's a friend, he's a media enthusiast, you know, he, he is much more than just a real estate agent. But I find all too often when we approach brand, we, when we approach, approach the digital ecosystem, all too often it is, I'm a real estate agent, let me show you what I sell, let me show you what I sell, this is what I just closed, you know? Um, I am an app developer, let me tell you about my app, let me tell you about my app, PS, did you hear that I have an app, right? That is not why people are following you. They subscribe to the individual at the individual level, right? So all too often, I would say that the majority of posts that I see um, are, are professional. Now that decreases engagement because we don't interact with a corporation or a business entity the same way we interact with an individual. That's why when we approach corporate comms at the company level, you'll see an engagement rate on average between one to 3%. Versus when we market them at an individual level, really focusing on the CEO and the thought leadership behind the organization, it is not uncommon to see an engagement rate um, almost 10 times that, that metric, closer to the 9, 10, 11th percentile, right? So what I would say is the biggest mistake people are making is just approaching it from a professional level. If you are the top agent on earth, like Ryan Serhant is, we make sure that it isn't just real estate. Of course, we shout his wins from the mountaintop, but beyond that, it's how can we humanize him? How can we make sure that everyone knows he's a husband and a father and a friend and a travel enthusiast and a, and a human being? So, you know, you know, Amanda, what I would say is uh, I always say, let's do a third, a third, a third, right? A third professional. So as an agent, as a CEO, as a thought leader, right? A third of your content should center around that. A third should be personal in nature, your friends, family, you at the gym, you at your favorite coffee shop, you at your favorite restaurant. And then that final third should be that differentiator, or as Ryan Serhant says, your and, right? If your and is sports, if your you know, and is pet rescue, if your and is a legacy of champions, if your and is media, make the third and final portion of your digital and social ecosystem center around that, the very thing that changes the game and, and differentiates you in the market. That's the magic right there, Tyler, honestly, of, of everything you taught me, aside from holding me accountable, right? Like you just being very straightforward. I'm still laughing at when I was watching the brand course and you said nobody cares about your pumpkin spice latte, <laughs> literally laughing. You really gave me clarity around, again, consistency of content because that is what I, I need to do to make my audience understand why they're coming to me. But then second, like just tapping that little insight button, right? And watching my YouTube click-through rate and when people are dropping off videos and then just even looking at the video types that they like 
and I don't even have a very big YouTube channel yet. I'm doing relocations from like BC, Etobicoke, Israel, Kuwait, like real money and it's free. That's the craziest thing about it. So can you break into the data side of what we're talking about? Because I think a lot of people are- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Again, are more worried about the pumpkin spice latte than they are. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more, right? That is my biggest pet peeve, especially whenever we, we deal with uh, I'm going to go on a tangent, Justin. You know me, right? So um, w what I will say is that is one of my biggest pet peeves. I always joke about the the PSL, right? Um, or, or you know, these stock photos. So, you know, especially in the States, we celebrate Veterans Day and Memorial Day and these things. And I guarantee you, I already know I wake up that morning, 99% of my clients are going to post an American flag that says Happy Memorial Day, right? But what does that say about you? Absolutely nothing. So what I want to focus on, right, is the analytics that power our decisions. And this is the scariest part for most people, right? It was scary for me. My degree is in theater, Justin. I know that's shocking me. Dramatic? No. Who would have thought? But what I think is interesting is analytics. Those numbers have always scared me um, until I really dove in. And they scare all of my clients to the point of let's just avoid them and act like they don't exist. But ironically, I always tell clients that limitations are that which free us. Again, limitations are that which free us. The understanding that when I put guardrails up and I actually have something to guide my decisions, that is what changes the games and relieves me and releases me from the stress of not knowing. So let's dive into the analytics, right? I always say that I'm a digital storyteller and the analytics are the words on the page, right? So all too often we're focused on content, content, content without analyzing, well, what about that content, content, content is performing? So I always not recommend, I demand my clients dive into the analytics. And I don't need you to have a computer science degree or an, an, be an, an you know, analyst for NASA. What I do, however, want you doing is understanding the very basic rudimentary fundamentals of, of your strategy and what's working. And this is how I break it down. Who is your audience, right? This is a no-brainer, but all too often I will go to a new client and I'll say, what's your audience or who's your audience? And they will look at me like I've asked them the most foreign thing. Well, clients, that's the wrong answer, right? Anyone could be a client. A two-year-old can be a client for a pacifier, right? But who specifically is that client? Who are you marketing to as a first-time homebuyers, international investors, um, C-suite leaders with an HHI of, you know, above, uh, you know, in, in the seven figures? That's very different than you know, a first time home buyer who's looking to buy undeveloped land for $50,000. We have to first establish our audience and we don't have to guess, right? All too often my clients are like, well, I think, or I, I'm imagining, or I'm assuming, no, 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 no. Um, we can remove the assumption from our strategy because Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, all of these platforms give us the answers without having to guess. It's in that insights portal. You can see, okay, my number one, audience demographic is 35 year old men from Canada. Great. What does that say about the content I'm putting out? Am I putting out content for 35 year old men from um, Canada? The answer is probably no. So right off the bat, we're able to say, okay, this is the type of content I need to be producing. From there, when are those users on? 
right? We always guess like, oh, well, I post around lunchtime because I feel like that. No, 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 no. We've already failed. Look at the analytics. Most people are online um, between seven to nine on Wednesdays. Well, that takes the guesswork out. You're going to be posting content for those 35-year-old men who live in Canada between seven to nine p.m. on Wednesdays, right? By actually approaching this strategically, as opposed to I'm thinking or assuming. Um, that's what really, really changes the game. And the final step here, Justin, is after we identify that audience analytically and we approach um, content delivery analytically, the final component is an audit. What is actually working? When we look at those three different pillars I talked about, professional, personal, and your differentiator, what content is performing best? 99% of the times, I guarantee you it's not, you know, text-heavy content that's hyper-designed that says, you know, in your case, Justin, just sold, Right. No one cares. I'm not in the market for the house. And even if I was, I couldn't buy it. It just sold, right? Instead, let's start to anal analyze what type of content. Is it content with, you know, you traveling? Well, then let's produce more of that content. Is text-heavy content not performing? Then let's underproduce that content, right? It really just goes down to the basis of analytics and what it, what it says to our content delivery strategy. I love that so much. I'm actually going to give you my friend here just to hammer through and work with some things on her. Are you good to do a live case study? I was born to. Let's go. <laughs> you definitely were. I love it so much. And again, tap on Glenn and Sarah. I'll have them both reach out. I think Sarah is in New York. Are you in New York as well, Sarah? I'm here. Uh, I'm actually in Maryland, but it's a it's a quick train ride. I, I would actually, Justin, can I ask Tyler a quick question? Before oh, 100%. He's in Texas right now, but you guys are close. Thank you. I'm actually really curious on something you just said, because I love when someone makes me think expansively. When you were saying don't uh, do a just sold post, because if I wanted the house, you just sold it anyway. I'm super curious because I feel like conventional wisdom, sometimes people say you have to share your wins for your credibility so that people know, oh, Justin's selling houses left and right. That makes me believe in him. But it's interesting when you're saying people don't want that. I'm just curious if you could kind of dig into that a little bit more, maybe what that might look like across industries. What are some of these kind of long held notions that we think we need to do, but actually have the counter impact? I thought yeah, Sarah. So look, um, be, be clear what I said, right? I don't want to just sold placard. I can't buy the house. I, you know, I, I want to be clear. We have to celebrate our wins nowhere, you know, in my, in my <laughs> Ted talk, right. Was I like, let's, let's stifle our voice. Let's not share our wins. Right. Um, what I think the biggest takeaway here is how we share our wins, right. A just sold placard on Instagram isn't effective. Why? Because I can't buy the house. However, I want to talk about the person who sold the house. That's you. What did you do to change the game, to get through 38 offers, to move the needle, to get something in for your client, right? You know, at the beginning of today's conversation, I said, people don't transact with real estate. They transact with people. So in this scenario, instead of just posting the just sold placard with a Zillow photo on the outside, instead for my real estate clients, I say, take a photo of you inside the house. Is it your listing? Then while you're getting photos taken a month prior, um, when you're when you're listing the house, take a photo of you in the kitchen popping a bottle of champagne. Why? Because when you sell the house, I want it to be about you selling the house, not the house selling. If the house could sell itself, then you are out of the equation. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. It has nothing to do with not celebrating your victories. That's imperative to show that you're transacting at the higher, highest echelon. The, the differentiator here 
is you being the focus of your social as opposed to it being a pumpkin spice latte or a photo of the American flag um, or just an exterior facade of a photo that I could have gotten off Zillow. How are you involved in the transactional process? And this is appropriate whether, you know, I say any business leader, whether you're operating um, C-suite at, you know, a publicly traded organization or if you're a 1099 employee at, a, you know, a real estate firm or you're an insurance broker or, you know, I represent like marine brokers who sell, you know, million dollar yachts, right? At the essence and at the core of what we're doing, we're celebrating our wins, but we're making sure those wins are centered around you. Does that help, Sarah? Um, absolutely. And I know you helped someone in this room today, even with those examples, because I think about the people who are just posting the desk flat lay and not them at the desk. Or also what you said about that taking a picture of yourself in the house, it makes me think about how journalists will like, you'll see their face in the frame of the story so that you know that you want to watch the news with them. Uh, I think it was brilliant and super helpful. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, thank you, Justin, for bringing Tyler and sharing him. Ding, ding, ding. May I beep in? Sorry, who is that? Ginny. Yeah, Ginny, by all means. We got about eight minutes left. We're going to get to Amanda, but you can go. Okay. Well, let me tell you who I am. I'm an 83-year-old Jersey girl, kick-ass, still going strong. I owned a travel agency for... 25 years. I live in Texas, uh, and it's the good old boy network. I was told I could not win when I opened my agency when the oil boom was busted. I had a mountain in front of me. My Jersey girl Italian instinct was to go through it, go over it, or go around it. It wasn't easy. I went through 9-11. I my biggest business, which was the Bombay Company, which crashed and burned. I was in their building, and they had 400 stores. They also had Alex and Ivy. Everything was crashing. We were reading the secrets. I had to move to a new building when a car went through my desk, and I was not sitting at my desk. My chair was on the wall. Hey, Jenny, this is Sarah. You're such a beloved member of this community, but I do want to make sure that Justin has time for Tyler to speak to Amanda. Okay. So if you have a question, I want to make sure that you get to it so that Amanda... Okay. What, what, what I want to say is I did a mastermind, I and that helped me get through. But now, at 83, I'm writing a book about positivity for senior citizens living in a senior facility, an uh, apartment, and got brutally attacked by two old women who told me to keep my mouth shut. I couldn't make a difference. And I have no following here after a year. People dislike my positivity and my desire to still go forward. What do I do? Well, look, Jenny, I, I think that answer is quite clear. So first of all, I'm obsessed with you. I, I love that you're going strong. You're a Texas girl, 83 years old. I hope to have no, a New Jersey girl. In oh, oh my gosh. I thought you said you live in, I thought you said you live in Texas, Jenny. I do live in Texas. I don't, I, I am a Jersey kick-ass girl. Okay. I love it. So Jersey girl now living in Texas, my home state. I love that you're, you're a, a firecracker. I love that about you. So what I want to say is let's figure out, first of all, I always tell people haters make you famous, right? If you're doing something well and, and people are intimidated by you, 
they're going to pe- they're going to be people in your life that say something about it. That's um, irrefutable, and that's not something we can fix. But what we can fix, Jenny, is really approaching what this book is at its essence, right? Which is positivity, because you are a positive person. In addition to you know promoting the book on social and and you know uh, you know I work with many authors as they go to market with their books, right? Hiring an outside publicist and a PR team is actually really important if you want to make a sizable impact on the charts with your book. But outside of that, it's who are you as an individual? Because again, the self-help space is wildly saturated. But what does your experience as being an 83-year-old New Jersey girl, turn Texan, whippersnapper, um, what does that say about you and your business and your, um, your approach to book writing? That is what the biggest differentiator is here. And I don't want us to lose ourselves in the content of the book. Instead, just like we've been talking about today, I want us to focus on who wrote the book and what that says about the content of the book. So when we dive into social strategy, when we dive into our go-to-market strategy, it centers around you, your experience, and what, what, brings, what your experience brings to the book and your strategy. Thank you so much for that answer, Tyler. We got four minutes left. We're going to go to Amanda, and then I want to go to Alexander. So, Tyler, I definitely want you to connect with Amanda. She's an operations ninja. Amanda, set the stage for Tyler, and we can do a quick deep dive and maybe. Yeah, so 30 seconds is been in the business, real estate business, seven years, six and a half of them. I went from executive assistant to CEO. I uh, was a leading hand in building a real estate team from two to 20 and eight million to 100 million. In August of this year, I launched my own coaching and consulting company to teach other agents how I did what I did in the real estate team. And uh, literally, the growth has been crazy these last three months. I'm already finding myself where I need an assistant, and I've got to get my messaging out because every bit of what I've been doing has just been word of mouth. And I know the exposure through social media and finding out what my actual message is and who I want to target is going to be great. I, there's just a lot in so absolutely hear you, right? So this is what I hear 99% of the time. Amanda, I, I'm so excited to meet you. You are you are killing the game. And I love that it's all through referral, right? That is saying something about you, your, your reputation, and the product you deliver. Now, when we go to market in a sizable way, um, imagine the growth we're going to continue experiencing. Um, side note, be sure that you're always scaling ahead of your needs, right? I want you to have an assistant today, and I want us to be thinking about that, that additional headcount tomorrow. With that being said, the thing I, I want to call to attention, right, is you, you know your backstory is all professionally minded. So my first question to you to discover your aunt, I already have some things going in my head, having never met you before, but, but knowing your narrative now, outside of your business, outside of the actual art of transacting, who are you as an individual? Talk me through your passions, dreams, hobbies, anything um, wildly personal about your personal life you're willing to share with me today. Uh, so I am a huge college football fan from a small town in Alabama, Roll Tide. I love anything beach. I'm in Tampa, Florida, so I love to be in the sun, outdoors, on the water. Um, I was raised by a single mom, so independence is in my blood, and I am a huge advocate for women leaders, thought leaders, influencers. Um, what else? I love anything pink and sparkly. Uh yeah, this is hard for me. Super personal. I mean, I don't have, ah, at 2017, I went through a weight loss journey. I lost 125 pounds. 
but I just, I don't have any crazy, like break me down story or something horrible happened to me. Or I think this is where I struggle with the personal piece, right? Yeah, absolutely. Good life. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you've lived a good life. I'm never, you know, trying to dig for like some childhood trauma to make that your and, right? But I, but I ask that question because it really starts to humanize you, right? Everyone in the room, right? I, I think it's important to note, right? Amanda came on, she's a, a badass female entrepreneur, right? And that's where it stopped. And now we're already like, oh, I already know so many more things about Amanda. Um, just from that 30 second, you know, addition that you just added, we know she's a college football fan. She know we know that she's a female entrepreneur. We love female entrepreneurship. She, you know, experienced a weight loss journey. I want everyone to for a second reflect, right? What does that say about Amanda? If nothing else, it says that she's a human. Now at, at, at our essence, I go, oh, um, you know, Amanda is a human. I want to do business with and transact with and be friends with Amanda. We're already starting to change the paradigm in, in how we approach content strategy and brand strategy. But let me get to the answer, Amanda. Now, this is a process, right? I will never go to a client and say, this is your aunt. It's not that simple. I will start to give you leading questions so that you find your aunt with me, right? So there are multiple things that, you know, I want to lean into. First of all, are you a parent? Okay, fantastic. Um, more, more time for you and dominating the world. Okay, what, what I, what I want to talk through is this idea of female entrepreneurship, especially knowing that you come from a single, a single parent household. Now, this is all internal. This idea of your and, this idea of your differentiator. We're not going to put you on a billboard that says, you know, comes from single parent, loves female entrepreneurship, right? But it does serve as a litmus test in terms of us developing content strategy. So first things first, the first thing I would say, uh, um, you know, before even getting more personal into your personal life was this idea of female entrepreneurship. You know, you know, um, Cindy and other like major, major CEOs in the female entrepreneur space um, that I've worked with um, all lead from this idea of female um, empowerment. Um, and this is different than feminism, right? Um, this is uh, empowering women specifically uh, and at-risk community, right? Just in general, it is, it is statistically and undeniable that, you know, in this space, women have to work harder than men do, right? And I think there is something to say about the tenacity of, you know, of women and what they, what they have to deal with to, to get ahead in, in this male-dominated world. Um, and so I say the first thing I would recommend to you is let's let's explore you and I, Amanda, this idea of female entrepreneurship or female leadership being your and. Does that feel like an authentic case study or it's not case study? Does this feel like an authentic representation of who you are at its core? Because I would say, yes, you are a female entrepreneur. Great. But that doesn't make you a champion of female entrepreneurship. I know plenty of wildly successful females who are entrepreneurs, but they're in uh, no fault of their own. Their strategy doesn't revolve around raising up other entrepreneurs and being a mentor like you are. Um, and I think even the idea of you empowering yourself towards your weight loss journey could even dive into this overarching, you know, this, um, this differentiator of female entrepreneurship. My question to you as a new client, right, would be, how does that feel to you? Does that feel like an authentic representation or am I reaching for something that doesn't feel true to you? No, I think they both, absolutely. I'm someone who likes to empower and support other people. I wanna bring you along with me. I don't wanna be at the top by myself. So I think you're hitting on a lot of key. Incredible, yeah. So Amanda, I, I just want to double down on what you just said, right? 
I love working with people like you, like Justin, who understand the concept of me raising you up doesn't lower me, right? And I will always remind clients that lighting someone else's candle doesn't extinguish your own. You know, empowering someone doesn't make you less successful. It ironically makes you more successful, right? Because how I, you know, would have loved to be Ryan Serhant's friend, raising him up when he was a hand model and um, was crying on the subway because he couldn't pay rent. True story, right? Um, I would have loved to raise him up and him be my best friend today. Now I just, you know, had to meet him through, you know, a different medium, right? So what I would say is let's really go to market. Today, Amanda, let's make the change mentally to say my differentiator is female entrepreneurship and 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 motivating female entrepreneurs, right? And that is a massive when we start thinking about content and digital strategy. A third um, professional, so you and your business, a third personal, so everything outside of your business, your family, friends, colleagues, um, you at your coffee shop, you at the bar, you doing the things you love at the gym, et cetera. And then a third female entrepreneurship and motivation. If we really dedicate a space to that, you're going to start attracting the right consumers and attracting the consumers that automatically and instinctually jive with who you are as a human being. Ah, I absolutely love that. And so I'm going to kick it back to Justin because I told him we are connecting offline. I appreciate you so much. Justin, go ahead. I know you got a question. No, you're good. I mean, Tyler, you delivered in spades. I know we could talk about this for two or three hours, but I'm going to honor your time because you did give it to us this morning. I do want to connect you with one other person, Mr. Alexander in the purple. He runs the social media show. I think you two would be absolute fire in the future. So I'll have Alexander reach out um, and we're going to pass it over to Tamara. So thank you again, Mr. Tyler. Any yeah, I would just say thanks for having me this morning. I am I am in the space of building brands, whether you are a Fortune 100 company or you're just starting out and, and want to change the game. Be sure to click through to the profile. My website's there, tylermountventures.com. I've changed the game for literally the sitting president of the United States, and I'd love the opportunity to work with you. Thanks for having me, Justin. I love you, bro. And Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.